Hello girls and welcome to another episode of the Influential Mindset Podcast. My name is Rosie, I am your host and soon to be a professional life coach. I am also the founder of Influential. You can easily find me on Instagram if you feel like. There I share my personal experiences and soon I will start working coaching women who are ready to love themselves unconditionally and be their authentic selves online and offline. In this podcast, you will learn how to untangle your limiting thoughts and beliefs and stop self-sabotaging yourself in order to build your dream life. Welcome another Wednesday to the Influential Mindset. First of all, thank you so much for voting this week's podcast topic and for coming back to listen to a new episode. If this is the first time that you are here, thank you for joining this lovely community that we are creating. Yesterday evening, I was asking those who follow me on Instagram via stories about their opinion about today's podcast. And that's the reason why we are speaking about self-management, because it was the option chosen. I think that this way you are an active part of Influential as you get invited to choose between two topics each week. This is the first time that I'm doing something like this. And I think also the first time sharing myself in stories speaking. So I'm learning each day about how to connect with all of you in a better way. Also, every time overcoming my own shyness, because I guess that's one of the reasons why I preferred to create a podcast and not maybe a YouTube channel. Long story short, uh, let me know if you like this idea of choosing the weekly podcast, new episode, and we will repeat again each Tuesday, so I can have some intel from, from all of you. In previous episodes, I spoke about self-awareness and social media awareness, And today it's time for um, speaking about self-management. Before jumping into this topic, as it is becoming our little tradition already, feel free to prepare yourself a coffee or a, or a cup of tea in the meantime that you enjoy a new episode of the Influential Mindset Podcast. First question to start, what is self-management? Self-management is taking full responsibility of our own behavior and well-being, being these also emotions and actions. If you Google the term self-management, most probably you will find definitions related with productivity or with different job skills. Of course, the results uh, may depend from which part of the world you are searching for, but also this is what the majority of us know. I would like to speak about self-management from the point of view, not professional, of course, but personal. The purpose of doing this is because it's what I have knowledge about and experience so far. When I speak about self-management applied in the personal life, it's the fact of taking ownership of everything which affects ourselves as individual person our needs, our desires, our education, our home, our relationship with ourselves, and so on and so forth. If you have grown in a family where your mother or your father or your legally responsible tutor was doing everything for you, 
Once you are an adult, you can feel scared or lost when you need to take care of yourself. And this is no one's fault. You cannot blame yourself or anyone because in our primary instinct, we are meant to survive in hostile environments. Nowadays, the human race is not in hostile environments frequently because we have innovations, we have facilities. So maybe you know stories of your parents or your grandparents when they tell you how they needed to work from young ages, maybe in order to to eat, or how they needed to walk kilometers in order to go to school. They did the best they could with the best resources they had at the time. Based on the current times, thankfully we don't need to face these obstacles anymore in order to learn or in order to access commodities. However, we still don't take full responsibility for ourselves. Sometimes we choose to live complaining instead of taking actions because a positive answer in certain situations can be more scary than a negative one because it implies hard work. So if you want to achieve our goals, it implies difficulties uh, that we aren't used to face in our daily lives and it implies as well uh, taking the risk of failure. If you have been raised in a family where failure was a synonym of you are not enough, it's really hard to remove all these levels from yourself and accept that failure is nothing more than a lesson to relearn. Self-management, it's about taking yourself from the ground and putting your ass to work in whatever your goal is. Self-management is also about the way you treat yourself. As mentioned at the beginning, when we speak about responsibility for our own behaviors, stop blaming others or our circumstance or in whatever way you act and understand that how you behave is nothing more than a choice you can make or not. It's in your hands to do it or you don't have to do it. Imagine when someone does something bad to you. It's your own choice if you just let it go, or if you keep it right inside of you, or even if you take revenge actions. The easiest way of coping with life is just to put ourselves in autopilot mode. Letting everything affect us and don't take actions, responsibilities, or even not establishing boundaries, also known as the I will go with the flow. During some years, I was a kind of person that wouldn't take responsibility for myself. I would just let my work, my family, friends, and my circumstance dictate my way, and I would just keep complaining that I wasn't where I wanted to be or that I wasn't accomplishing my dreams. The discomfort and the fears will be there. Always. But the most important thing is for us to be able to decide if we will let these fears stop us or help us to thrive in life. I will tell you a personal example. So during my entire years in the primary school or later in high school or university, the English teachers, they, weren't, uh, they were not perfect speakers. 
they would teach us the basics and we would just follow a book and a workbook to learn. What could have been the outcome of this situation? I could have said just, okay, I didn't have a perfect education in English, therefore there is nothing that I can do to solve it. Or I could take decisions and actions by myself and improve it. Was this because I was the smartest person on earth? Obviously not. So the first action I took, I think I was around 16 years old, 15 maybe. So the first action, it was to learn the English lyrics of some songs. I think I started back then with Katy Perry, Jessie J, and later on, once I wanted to improve the, the speed, <laughs> of my of my English, I remember that I started to learn songs of Nicki Minaj. I will let you hear space <laughs> to laugh as much as you can. So I didn't know a better way, of course, when I was like 16 years old. A year after that, I was 17 years old when I applied for a scholarship and I got it. And I spent like two weeks in Dublin, Ireland with another 18 people from my same age. This was the first time that I was traveling abroad. Of course, not considering the trips to maybe Portugal with my parents when I was a child, because it's super close to, to my city. By taking the decision of going two weeks on a trip to another country with people who I didn't know, for me was something huge, but worthy. Later on, when I was... 21 years old, I guess. I wanted to travel abroad alone. Then I started to read that there were some ways of spending the summer outside, let's say for free. So when you work in exchange of accommodation, you can actually find opportunities in farms or in hostels or even working as oper. For me, I spent like I think it was around two months, starting from March 2015, writing to all the hostels and bed and breakfast of the United Kingdom. <laughs> I think I was speaking with around like 100 something. I was just sending them emails and asking them if they needed some volunteers from June to September in exchange of accommodation. And it was then when a hostel in Nottingham told me that they were looking for volunteers. I had my first English interview with them and I was so freaking nervous. <laughs> but I was accepted. I was accepted to go. I spent the entire summer uh, literally <laughs> cleaning toilets, making beds and hovering three floors of a hostel during four hours a day with one or maybe two days off per week. In exchange, I was having 30 pounds per week and a bed to sleep in the hostel. It was honestly one of the best experiences I had in my life because I get to know people from everywhere around the world, from New Zealand, Australia, from China, from Norway, everywhere. Since then, I get to understand that it's okay to be outside of your comfort zone and it's okay to get lost from, from time to time. So based on this experience, I get out some 
bullet points that I use nowadays in other areas of my life, including self-development. The first one is to set goals. Going back to the example, mine was to improve my English. Second one is to make a plan. By traveling abroad and being alone with native English speakers, that would be the way I could improve my English faster and in a more efficient way. Third one is to be patient. I exchanged emails as I don't know how many hostels and they were all of them mostly, of course, rejecting me. But I was trying to find new ones until I got one approval. Fourth one is to stay focused. I was having exams. I had to study for the finals of the university. But I didn't stop me from pursuing the goal of spending my summer abroad. Fifth one is to stay organized. I created a list with all the hostels of the main cities of the United Kingdom I wanted to work in. So I didn't want to stay in the countryside because I also wanted to spend or to experience the, the city life. The sixth one is to work hard. Once I got the approval, then I had to convince my mother. I think that was one of the hardest part, to let me travel alone. The seventh one is to reach goals. Once I came back in September, I was completely ready to maintain an English conversation and to understand different accents. So I did it. Few months ago, I was reading something related with how we control our own time and our own energy when you are like fully available for everyone they unconsciously might use it as well whenever they need it and not not in a bad way of course maybe consciously but but yes that happened later on i understood that i can say no to some situations to some invitations to some plans that i don't want to to do and there is nothing wrong with that actually there is nothing wrong with saying no, with uh, something that you don't feel like doing, even to, to people that you don't feel like meeting. Even if they are family, even if they are friends, or even if they are colleagues. When you set a boundary, it's like you are setting a top point between you and the other person. So it's like I'm not going to be 100% available for everything you want me to, to do, or to accomplish all your expectations, because first of all, I need to take care of myself. It, it wasn't easy, of course, as usual. I was before a people-pleaser kind of person, so it's like, okay, I'm, I, I was maybe confused between people-pleaser and super-friendly, but there is a difference between both. There is a difference when you can be friendly all your time and still set boundaries, and the other one, it's like you are 100% of your time free for everyone, but not for yourself. And you finish your day exhausted. So that way, starting by saying no to certain situations or to certain uh, people, I started to take care of my energy. I started to take care of my time as well. And I started to practice self-love. Some weeks ago, I was sharing something on my post in Instagram related with the five languages of self-love. You cannot take care of others if you are not taking care of yourself before. 
including this mentally, physically or emotionally. The five languages of self-love are affirmations, quality time, self-traits or gifts, physical and acts of service. Speaking about affirmations, we can say that we can practice self-love this way, maybe by saying nice words to ourselves or this kind of morning affirmations like I am brave, I am capable, I am strong, or even watching a, a motivational talk, even if you write a gratitude journal, just maybe at the end of your day or at the beginning of, of your day, just sitting with yourself, writing down a couple of things that you feel grateful for, or even listening to a podcast. Regarding quality time, um, I would say that for me, quality time, I prefer to spend it maybe improving a skill, because nowadays I'm studying, so that's why my quality time used to be right now. Or maybe practicing mindfulness or taking myself outside. Gifts. This is when you treat yourself like shopping or when you invest in yourself, when you book maybe a trip with yourself or even when you book or when you order from your favorite restaurant. Physical. Physical can be from a massage or a skin routine to wearing maybe comfy clothes. For me, this, I would say, like, physical and quality time and gifts are the three ones that I use to practice the most. Physical, some days, not all my days, to be honest, but I would say, like, at least four times a week, I used to do some yoga in the morning. Uh, because this is my way of waking up. I wake up at 7 a.m. to study. So that way I need to be focused since the morning and later on to work as well. So that's how I say to myself, I'm here, I'm taking care of myself. And the last one is acts of service. So when I say acts of service, can be from being compassionate with yourself or maybe making a donation or start to save money for yourself in the future, or even delegate some responsibilities if you are in a position, maybe at work, of a manager, someone with responsibility. Allow yourself to delegate responsibility as well on others, and trust that they are going to do their best. I'm a person usually that I love to control everything, and I have this mentality of if I don't do it, they are not going to do it as I like. But of course, as well, we cannot take control of everything. When we practice self-management, we are changing the locus of control from the external to the internal. The external locus of control is a mindset based on it's my luck, it's my situation, it's my family, my resources, my education, whatever. Whatever external forces are in control of our destiny or fate. So we let everything else but not us to control ourselves. On the other side, we have the internal locus of control, which is a mindset based on I am in control of my life because I'm the one taking my own decisions. And as well, I can determine my own success. If you are curious about it, 
and you want to understand where lays your own locus of control, I will leave you a link in my bio uh, where you can take a super, super simple test that is patterned after um, the locus of control scale developed and presented by Grother in 1966. He was an American psychologist considered one of the most influential psychologists of the last century. The test is uh, super simple to do, and it's like 22 statements uh, with marks later on that will let you know either if you have external or internal locus of control. They as well make a differentiation between internal because they have actually three categories. So once you get your marks, you are going to be able to find if you have internal locus of control strong or moderate or external locus of control. You can even find some comments related to it that you can read if you consider it useful later on. It's everything on the on the same article. And this is all for today's podcast about self-management. As always, I love to let you some work to do with the test as an example for today. So I hope it helped. Uh, maybe to have some insight about the topic. You can extend it by going to the test, trying to, to find where your locus of control lies. If you didn't listen yet to the previous podcast, I want to invite you to check them out. And as usual, as, and as sharing is getting, feel free to share today's episode as well with your friends or your family members, maybe share it in your stories if you found it interesting. And I will see you again next Wednesday on the Influential Mindset Podcast. Ciao, ciao.